Welcome to the Fantasy Fam Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, coming at you from Rain Man Studios here in Northern Jersey. On the mic with my brother Sven and our cousin Keele. We're going to start the show off a bit differently this week with a new segment rightfully titled, Ooh, That Smell! What? Ooh, that smell. What's that smell? What is that smell? It? Tell us. You smell it could that? be a it could be a lot of things. It could be a lot of things. Exactly. Like yeah. I don't I don't know. It could be good. It could be bad. Because <laughs> it's usually fun. when you say smell is bad, usually. Well, I mean, it depends. You know, like you walk into someone's. I'm not going to use the line from Goldmember, but that's an amazing one. Ooh, what yes. are they cooking? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But it could be a good. You know what I mean? You walk into a nice Italian home, or you know going on but usually when somebody says what's that smell let's be honest it's not it's not a good one and this this doesn't change at all Never smelled one incredibly it. strong potent potable coming from the wreckage of a sinking ship also known as somebody who absolutely stinks right now and the strongest smell is coming from pittsburgh and it absolutely reeks it's the stench surrounding dante moncrief because man he stinks <sighs> He actually had the right form on that absolutely horrific catch that went through his hands. It hit him in the helmet and bounced into the air and was intercepted. And guess what happened after that? He went to the bench and we never heard from him again. And we may never will. He may never play another down in the NFL. Or definitely for the Steelers. (laughs) It's a very good chance. James Washington is going to be the number two. No, he's going to be the number – probably number one because him and Mason Rudolph played – no, Juju is still the best player on that <laughs> I'm team. Just, I'm just saying, though, like based on yeah. that relationship that they have. I, I am, I am biting my word. I am trying to keep my composure. And this wasn't a huge one, but like I did say that Moncrief was going to be the number two until we realized that you know what's the kid from from Little Giants who can't catch? Hot hands, um, hot hands, well, yeah, hot hands, yeah. Hot hands yeah, gotta get that. They gotta get the tar to put on his hands to clap together. Um, but yeah, Moncrief is just absolutely terrible. It's two weeks in a row where he has dropped everything thrown his way. So I was right. Cut so him hard. completely loose. Been terrible. I'm sorry. So hard. I don't know. He has not always been terrible. He was. Yes, he has. He was a touchdown guy in Indianapolis. He had one good year. He had one decent kind year, of. and then he had so many other opportunities, and he did not fulfill. So, boom, he gone. All that hype. <laughs> Give me a break. Here's another one from the Thursday game that ooh, one of us may have been hyping. He has the highest thing. percentage of uncatchable passes in the league right now through two weeks and it's Bad. it's not even close who even keeps that stat his name is cam daddy and he absolutely stinks he no, stinks is he hurt or just his name stink? is his name is superman all right cam oh. cam superman all right he's having a rough two weeks i'm oh. not gonna <laughs> deny that at all superman, superman defends like a whole like planet you know maybe like universe and can't, and, can't even defend and, like carolina the bucks the bucks defense stinks i mean they are terrible and yet i, I mean i'm gonna give cam a pass in this regard because even, McCaffrey, good. even mccaffrey didn't play well against oh. them so i'm gonna give him one more pass and then I'm going to start to ask questions. I'm starting to get a little bit more fired up about it. But for right now, I am sticking with Cameron Newton. Uh, and I will for the foreseeable future. Unless, unless something We called him Cameron. I yeah, think, I'm going to keep calling serious. him Cameron. That means I'm going to call serious. him Cameron until things change. It is Cameron Newton. Cameron. Mm. My son. <laughs> I, he looks, it looks, it hurts me. We were just talking about it before the show. It hurts me to watch him throw the ball. Like it's like he's shot putting. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, he's got to figure something out. I don't know. Maybe sit out a couple weeks. 
heel. He did that last year for the last few weeks of the season because of his shoulder injury. Is he not recovered from it yet? I mean, uh, clearly it looks like uh, Greg Olson, hell of a game. Good job, man. Yeah, but, he came back away for sure. Yeah, he definitely did. But Cam, I don't know, man. It, it pains me to watch him. And it's sad, too, because he is such a – I mean, he's such a freak athlete. Like, look at him. He's a big boy. He, he, he clearly can play a quarterback there. He's made it to the Super Bowl, but – he doesn't run anymore. He did not run. Uh-huh. And they gave the ball to Christian McCaffrey with one yard needed to win the game, basically. And they didn't give it to him. I think something's wrong. They're trying to conserve him. That's not how he plays. I heard somebody on the radio today saying that he needs to run the ball to get fired up. Because when he gets fired up, he hits somebody, the team gets fired up around him. You're not seeing that. You're not seeing the excitement. He's more concerned about his, his post-game outfit than he is about – learning to, to throw the ball again it's can we talk about that for a minute <laughs> what was that shawl or can we what? talk about that he looks like robin williams when he's getting a makeup on him in mrs doubtfire oh my god matchmaker matchmaker i literally saw that like i love cam i love russell westbrook i love how they dress i personally love it however that was that one was tough on the eyes it was it was tough on the eyes so you know what that means that he actually had to think about that like, he thought about wearing this. Like, oh, what can I wear after the game? Planned. He bought it. <laughs> I mean, he purchased that. But right now, he absolutely stinks. Yes. Just give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. That's it. 100 times a game. Ooh, here's another one. It pains me. Uh, this one actually doesn't pay me that much. I kind of – I don't really feel that terrible for you either, Kyle, because this is another guy that you, uh, you hyped as a <laughs> – Top five offense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, we, we're unlike any other podcast. We have accountability. Yes, here, we do. Right, guys? We definitely do. We'll get to my, you know, misfortunes. Let eventually. me defend myself. Well, well, I have so Cook, many misfortunes. You don't even know who Dal- I'm talking about. Dalvin Cook has been phenomenal. Dalvin Cook has been fantastic. He does not stink. No, yes. he does not. He's not he who we're talking about. We're talking about the $83 million man who – is atrocious. Kirk Cousins stinks. Oh, he's not good right now. He's awful. He did you see, was it? Did he try and throw it away on one plane? It was picked off by the side on the sideline. Are you that are you, last? Are you kidding me? It was the last opportunity for the Vikings in that game, right? Dude, the he fourth quarter stinks. That was brutal. I don't know why he threw that. He definitely knows better. He knows better to throw that. Uh, the first game, I might give him a little bit of a pass because he only threw. 10 passes because he didn't need to throw the ball but I mean Green Bay's defense has beefed up in the offs they definitely beefed up and they looked really good first two games so far but Kirk he's got us he's got to step it up and I'm still I'm not worried yet personally I'm worried for the likes of Thielen and Diggs for I, I mean they are both top 12 wide receivers that Diggs had to rely on a 49 yard touchdown to save his week Adam Thielen has been nothing this year. Look at last year. The first, what, eight weeks of the season, he had 100-plus yards in every single game. Yet he has looked non-existent in this offense besides the touchdown in week one. So I am, I am on like a 40% high alert, but for the most part, I do think they bounce back. Uh, Minnesota just unfortunately had two, you know, tough games to start the year. He had a QBR of four in that game. I don't. Is, think there, it- is there a second number or – I don't think it's a misprint or a typo. Is it just four? <laughs> I think he had two fumbles, one lost, two interceptions, and listen to this percentage because it's putrid. 14 for 32. Putrid. That's not good. 14 oh, for 32 good. is not good. And their defense showed signs of life, too, in that second half. They basically shut the Packers down. 
Second half was to come back and win. They should come back in. Yeah. It was an interesting game. Yeah, Captain Kirk is looks like a stowaway. He's not a captain right now. He looks terrible. He looks awful. This is one that hurts me a little bit too. Same division. Mitchell, no longer the truth, the bum bitsky, let's call him, because he looks like he regressed pretty rough this offseason. Everybody was going crazy about how much he's practiced, how much time he's put in, he's learning, quarterback guru this, quarterback guru that. And he, I'm not going to say he looks as bad as Cam Newton throwing, because he did make that throw at the end, which helped them win the game, which was an unbelievable finish, by the way. I feel a little bit bad for the Broncos. They shouldn't have let that happen. But they're struggling on offense right now, I think, the Bears, right? I mean, what are you guys seeing that's going to give anybody signs of hope for them moving forward? David Montgomery is the only thing that I see that's good so far. Uh, Allen Robinson, only four catches, 41 yards. Now, Denver, people are – Denver's defense, it's not what it was a couple of years ago. They do have an insane pass rush in Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. But this offense, man, Mitchell Trubisky, 120 yards. I don't know. It's it's kind of scary right now. Tariq Cohen, they're not using him. They're not well, using him to the best of his ability. They're only just using him as a receiver, which is fine for the most part, but they're not using any type of misdirection with him. It's like that's the thing. Is like he could be a guy that you could run the wheel route with, yet why aren't they? Like he's a perfect candidate for that. So I don't get it. I'm a I little nervous. Montgomery got the ball a little bit. He did. But. 18 carries, 62 yards. They have to get Cohen more involved. They have to. I'm still on board. I like Swaggy Nagy. I think he's going to. It's all running through him, though. Yes, it's Trubitsky. Oh, my goodness gracious. He he looks pretty terrible. He he doesn't keep his eyes downfield. He just tucks it and runs. He doesn't keep his eyes up like my boy Kyler Murray. What's up? Looking good. I'm impressed. No touchdowns, but whatever. He's putting putting, putting up some points, and that game was far more competitive, I think, than most. Well, the Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray is the first three quarters doesn't even exist. Those first, first game, even this game, like those first two quarters will no the first two quarters or so. I don't think he was great. He's still a fourth quarter guy that I'm more reliant on. I, I mean, they the Cardinals came back to life in that in that third and fourth quarter. But I just I still I have questions with him as well. I think he's unbelievably talented, but I have plenty of questions with Kyler Murray. I like it. They're not going to run yeah. the ball either. David Johnson, hey, can we can we give him a running attempt? <laughs> can we give like twelve? What do you have? Twelve yards on the ground? We'll we'll get to him. Yeah, he's he's oh, a chandelier. We'll get to him. He's a chandelier. He's still my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not after last week though. Oh. All right, so now that the stench is cleared, you know, hopefully these guys can get their uh, get their games together. Caveat: it is only two weeks in the NFL, so a lot's going to change, obviously. And what do we always say? Champions are made in the second half of the game, yes. second half of the season. The thing is about fantasy, you have to win week in and week out. So hopefully some of this helps to decide who you're going to pick, put in your lineup. Uh, let's go to some big injuries this week. And it was it was a rough one. Brutal. I think the biggest being to probably two of the best quarterbacks of all time. And what's crazy is that they're both playing now from our generation, Big Ben and Drew Brees. First, let's talk about Ben and how it affects the – the other offensive players around him because I got to watch some of this and you mentioned it earlier, brother. I'm excited for the prospects of James Washington because Dante Moncrief, I'm sorry, he's benched. James Washington, pick him up, run, pick him up right now. They had an incredible rapport in the preseason. He's immediately the number two wide receiver right now. Moncrief's never going to play again. No, you can't. You can't not have James Washington out there. They, him and Mason Rudolph played in college together. 
they know each other. They know each other's style. He's, he's owned right now in 67% of leagues, which is still right now that's low. I would say after tomorrow or Wednesday, that's going to skyrocket. Now this is CBS. Unfortunately, I don't know if sleeper actually shows the percentages. Um, I haven't seen it, but if someone out there is listening and they know profit, hook it up, bro. Shoot, you know, shoot me a, a holler, but James Washington, I'm excited to watch this. Mason Rudolph actually looked, he looked collect, like he looked calm and collective when he was out there. He looked pretty decent. I remember the one play, the one touchdown to Vance McDonald, where it was literally a, a tight end screen. And he's just standing there, standing there, Mason. And then all of a sudden nothing, nothing's And then boom, he literally just waits for the play to develop. Got hit a little bit. Vance McDonald scores touchdown. It was amazing. And you don't see that too much from, from the young inexperienced quarterbacks too. So it's obviously not Big Ben, but I, I think that they'll be decent. I, I think that they, they drafted him with the intention in mind to make him the starting quarterback at some point in the near future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked Mason Rudolph a lot in college. Um, I thought he was a perfect fit for Pittsburgh as well to draft him alongside James Washington. And I am worried a little bit because I'm not sure how him and Juju are going to work together. And I have quite a bit of Juju this year. Um, I do love him very, very much, and I'm not going to panic. So for me at this point, I, am, I have been on a few teams, though. So I am, even no matter what the waiver wire looks like for quarterback, I'm actually going to go out there and get Mason Rudolph. Um, it's, I don't care if Case Keenum's out there. I don't care if any, I'm, I love Mason Rudolph on this offense. It's just I, I think they'll survive. I think the Steelers need to recoup who they are as an offense because that offense, no matter if it was Ben or Mason Rudolph, they, they still were struggling on offense. And the James Conner thing wasn't a great – uh, you know, situation either. No, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a changing of the guard. And I think, I mean, this could potentially be the end of the Ben Roethlisberger era as, as we know it, because he's talked about retiring for the past couple of years and rehab. I mean, we saw what happened to Andrew Luck and maybe yes. Cam Newton walks away too. Maybe Ben walks away. Like who it's knows? Honestly. Season for Ben. It's literally, this is it. Like that literally could have been the last, like you just said, that could be the last time we see big Ben, but, and we don't know though. We've never seen him, where he's been this injured, you know, he's, he's never been out for this long. I don't, I'm pretty sure he hasn't been out. He usually plays or comes He usually back. plays. Exactly. He's a tough, he's a tough dude. So yeah. this is, this is definitely going to be eye opening for him as obviously as a human being, you know, whether or not, Hey, you know, let's maybe I'll step away or I'll give it one more shot. Who knows? Yeah. It'll be interesting to say the least. And I, I think they're going to try and mix in Jalen Samuels too. We'll get to, uh, we'll get to James Conner in a bit here, but I think the offense is going to have to, I get a little bit more creative, honestly. Drew Brees, man. Oh, I was hoping the Saints were going to win it this year. Maybe he could retire. And he, he still could come back. They're saying four to six weeks, but it's your thumb. It's also at, at least oh. at least six weeks. But here's the thing about Drew Brees. Drew Brees thumb. doesn't get hurt. He is one tough dude. and He, he does is. not get hurt. <laughs> but the thing with Drew Brees, though, is, is because of the person he is and the player he is, it says four to six weeks. I'm putting it on the board. He'll be back in three. I'm, I'm, I do. I think he's, he is a competitor. He has only a few years left in him, and he wants to win. They're it's saying at least thumb, though. I know it's the thumb. but It's I, throwing I, hand, too. I know, but if I know anything about Drew Brees, the fact that he wants to be on that field more than he wants to breathe. And, so, and, it, was, and it was Aaron Donald. Like, he, I know. Like, and then Donald went out. <laughs> it was like – that was a tough few plays because the two of them hurt each other over the next few plays, you know. Wait, so when they showed that replay, I was like, "Oh!" And then the announcer was like, "Oh, it doesn't look that bad." And then they show it, and his it hand just bad. looks like, Ugh. so this one's devastating. Um, Teddy because 
Teddy Bridgewater is he looked lost out there. Oh my goodness. You can't you can't blame the guy though. I mean, you're asking him to come in against the Super Bowl runner-up Rams, like, hey, go out there, win us this game, man. But the Rams don't even look that good. Exactly. So that's the other that's the other thing too. Um yeah, I I am very worried. Michael Thomas will get his fill, but I I can tell you Kamara, I'm scared of. For, no, for yeah. mine, it's it's actually Jared Cook. <laughs> like I am I have a lot of shares of Jared Cook. I know a lot of people were high on Jared Cook in that offense this year, and he could be kind of non-existent for the next three or four weeks. Yeah, I would say Michael Thomas. Latavius, I could see maybe taking a little bit of a hit, but give him, give him a week of practice with these guys. Now he knows, hey, i got to be the quarterback for at least maybe max two months, let's say. It's probably not going to be two months, but he's got to have that mindset. Hey, like Drew's, Drew's out. This is my team right now. So give him a week of practice with these guys. They're going to – I mean, Sean Payton is a good coach. He's a good coach. He's not going to let this falter them. So it's not that's your why, race, though. That's why I was so shocked at how terrible he looked out there. Yeah. I know I'm being a little harsh, but no, no, I agree. He should have been prepared. He's been waiting for this moment for the last three, four years, right? He he was the backup on the Jets. I mean, he got hurt in the Vikings. They got rid of him. No one gave him a chance. He's been rebuilding. The Jets. He's been rebuilding everything to this moment, and. Yep. He just didn't look ready. It looked like he wasn't big enough for the moment. And I think, to me, that was concerning because all he's been doing is preparing for this moment. And, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be fearful for Michael Thomas's targets, but the only player that I actually like more is Kamara because I think the check he's going to get checkdowns and they're going to run the ball more. They have to. They yeah. have to. Yeah, but they're going to ball in your playmaker's hands as quick as possible. They're going to stack that box, though, against Kamara, I think, at this point. You, but if you're Teddy now, Bridgewater, you're sitting on the bench, you're probably like, hey, I'm taking my money right now because Drew Brees doesn't get hurt. And now it's like, oh, crap. He's the highest paid backup. That's the reality. <laughs> Do you see the incentives the highest, he has? He has the, he has the highest paid backup with huge incentives. Um, so He needs to play well. He needs to yeah. for the money. He has like, to, exactly. He really does. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Like, for I like the Saints. Job. I want them to be in contention still when Drew comes back. This so could they can be, go to the Super Bowl. This could be his future, too, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, if he doesn't stay with the Saints after a couple, like, what? He's, it was on a three-year deal, I believe, with them last year. So he's got this year and next year. I don't remember what it was. But I know, it's, I know it was, like, a short term, but not, not too like this. He could be playing for a starting position on another team. So put it up. Come put on, Teddy. Up shut up. Exactly. Or they have the man QB waiting behind him in Taysom Hill. Who, Taysom Hill, wow. He's an option, honestly. If Teddy struggles, I don't think Peyton has yeah, any hesitation gonna, in putting in Taysom Hill. Are they going to run the Wildcat? I mean, hey, he looks pretty good at tight end. Dude. He looks good out there. <laughs> he's a monster. He I is. Like, I'm not, I mean, I don't, know what his, I don't know what his quarterback ability is at this point, but he can do a lot of other things. I think um, he just throws random. I'm just saying, the yeah, leash is not going to be long on Teddy, I don't think, honestly. They have I do. to win. They have to I, win. Do think, I do think it's going to be pretty long. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I don't, don't think, think Jason's the answer. Teddy yeah, may be more the answer, but I like they Jason. signed him to such a huge contract uh, to be a backup quarterback with, with purpose. But Maybe. a lot of the money comes from incentives. He has to play. So if he doesn't play, yeah. they don't have to pay him. And it looked like he had a polio string cheese arm in that game. He sure. did. Oh, my God. It looked like it, looked like it was like so, wobbly. I don't know, man. He can't throw. He's, he's got a weak some, arm. He can't throw. Some athletes can do things from, like, their other hand. You know, some golfers can play lefty. Maybe Drew Brees can throw with his left hand. I mean, it's it's probably better than the alternative. <laughs> He's so. gonna come out there and just look like Michael Vick or something, you know. So. Uh, once he throws lefty, he can he can run too. That'd be incredible. There, there you go. 
your boy David Johnson, brother, he gave us quite the scare because it, I don't know if it was the same wrist, but that, that was the injury that forced him to miss an entire season. Yeah. Two years ago, right? That's right. How is he how is he looking right now? Are they saying he's okay? They are. They're saying he's looking decent right now. It's nothing nothing too serious, which is great. I'm really hoping. They're playing the Panthers this week. Uh Peyton Barber just had 82 yards and a touchdown against them. And Todd Gurley and Malcolm Brown, 97 yards, 53 yards, and two touchdowns for Malcolm. So clearly you can run on the Panthers. I mean, if Peyton Barber can put up 82 yards, come on. David Johnson, in in theory, when you break that down, he should be able to get close to 200. But he's got to play. I'm being yep. very optimistic, and I have, I have to start him in the league that I have him. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I said before with David Johnson is he has all the opportunity in the world in such a great offense. It's more about the fact that, like, his production – this past week was a little worrisome. I know he wasn't, you know, he missed part of the game. And I know I just, he hasn't looked himself when he was in the game. Game plan. So I think it's all, it all comes down to game plan. And we can talk about this a little uh, further, but I think I got another guy who's potentially injured. He's could be on our list, but it's all about the game plan. And, and yeah. Kyler was, Kyler was throwing deep. He was, he, they were, he was basically Cliff was probably like, Hey, Hey Kyler, just go throw. You got an arm. Just go throw. Just go play some backyard football. Yeah. I got to watch this firsthand uh, majority of the game because it was against my um, Swiss cheese, New York, uh, Swedish giants because they make cheese now because there's holes everywhere in that team and the defense. And it, what's kind of crazy though. And I, I, I don't feel that terrible saying it about my own team because I didn't, I didn't necessarily agree with any of the decisions that Gettleman's been making the past three seasons. And I wouldn't have hired him in the first place. And it's like, it was inevitable to me that we were going to be terrible. It, it, it seems pretty obvious, I think, from an outsider's point of view, that this is not going to work. Like, we're not one player away. We're not two players away. You need to rebuild this team the right way. And he just didn't. I didn't think he was. And I'm a little shocked with James Betcher and the defense and how absolutely atrocious it is. But they made my boy Devin Singletary look like Barry Sanders out there because I don't think I've seen anybody look as smooth or elusive so far this season running the ball. And his efficiency is absolutely through the roof. But non-contact injury, they're saying it's a hamstring. He's day-to-day, thankfully. But soft tissue injuries, we saw it that they did Leonard Fournette. Once that happens, it could linger. I hope he doesn't miss a lot of time. But he's, he's bound to miss a week or multiple, multiple weeks here, it seems like. I'm saying he misses at least, at least this week would be my guess. I mean, why would, you, why would you push it when this is potentially your running back of the future? You push it because the Bills are two and zero. They are. That is also true. <laughs> the they Bills are two and zero. But you still have Frank Gore. Yeah. You got nineteen carries the other day. I know. I know. Just Frank Gore. I watched this Giants game from start to finish. I don't know why. Why? Um, but <laughs> <laughs> there were like there were like fifteen other games on. You could have watched. Uh, I did, but anyway. <laughs> so I watched it from start to finish, and Devin Singletary. I watched the injury. I watched him come up hobbling a little bit. It wasn't too terrible to watch. So I do think there's some. Um, some validity to the fact that he could be back for um, like the next week, but I don't, you're right. They might not try to rush him. They might try to kind of, you know, use Frank or TJ Yeldon more, but I love this. Ki- I love this kid. You still he looks good. Oh my God. I love this kid. He's so, he's so hyper efficient. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play him this week. If, if I were the bills, I wouldn't, I would see how it, cause you still have TJ Yeldon. Who's got no, damn touches the past two weeks uh-uh, he stinks I, too. I, I don't he doesn't stink though that's the thing <laughs> they're playing the Bengals this week you don't need Devin Singletary come on uh, TJ Yeldon and Frank Gore could easily handle them 
The Bills might be going three and zero at this point, which is and then the, they're going to go three and zero against the Patriots the week after. That defense, that defense is good. Oh, that Bills, Bills, defense, Bills defense is good, real good. I mean, they played the two teams from New York in the same stadium back to back weeks. So yeah, I mean, and they're two and zero. It doesn't matter. I mean, I still think they have a great defense. <laughs> I like their defense. Yes, I don't think. I mean, we we did them favors though. Let's be honest. <laughs> we both did them favors. I didn't get to watch this game because it was past my bedtime, but I wasn't upset when I woke up to see, oh, the Eagles lost. Yeah. But they lost more than just the game because Alshon Jeffrey is looking at a multi-week absence. And Deshaun Jackson, I'm not sure there's any news out. Have you guys been able to tap into any of your contacts and see what's going on? My back door connects, you know. All all I saw was people having just fits of, like, tantrums about how, why did it say zero next to DJX for most of the game? Why does it say zero? Well, he can't put up those monster games like he had before, but yeah, his he's def- there's definitely something going on there. He's not he's uh, not spring chicken anymore. I mean, he's he is not. He's on the overside of a, you know an older wide receiver in the NFL, but he still has blazing speed though. But Alshon yeah. though, I think is the one that because he was going to be, I guess technically the number one, but mm. Nelson Aguilar killed it the other night. Yeah. Amazing. He is someone I do not like the Eagles, but. I would sprint to get him. Amazing. I've been saying this for You have been. You have been saying this. I've been saying this. But he was given the opportunity, though. Nelson Aguilar last year was ranked as a – people had him going as a top 25, top 30 wide receiver, and he disappointed. I'm not going to deny that, okay? However, he is given the opportunity now to be that number – well, number one. I mean, number – Pretty much. If if number – Sean can't go, Deshaun – He's not a number one to Sean. He's that he's that deep play, but yeah. had eleven targets, eight catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, some people might be going after JJR Siegel Whiteside as that uh, high upside flex option, but I still think it's Nelson Aguilar. He knows the offense. He's worked with Wentz. I I don't see a reason why he wouldn't be. Uh, he's owned in 20% of leagues right now, so he's clearly gonna be out there. I think we have him in one of the uh the sleeper wire pro am. We did not start him this week, but I think we're going to next week, especially if these guys don't play. But I'm actually looking at Hollins maybe if you really need a deeper one. Right, that is How, deep. That is deep, but J, this J.J. Arcea, blah, blah, blah. J.J. Arcea, white side. Yes, thank you. <laughs> he only had four targets, one catch, four yards. This Hollins guy actually got eight targets, five catches for 50 yards. But nobody's going to compete with Zach Ertz, who had 16 targets. <laughs> that last play was crazy. If you if you watch the replay, that must have been one of the toughest plays to to analyze because if they said it was a first down on the field, it would have been tough to overturn it since they didn't say it was a first down. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. I'm I'm so glad the Falcons won though. One and one, oh, baby. Me too. Me too. Starting out stronger than they have the last few years. I like it. Playing in the dome until week eleven. Cowboys first place. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't only, even make sense. Only week two. Josh Jacobs and Tyrell Williams. Both popped up in the injury report. Josh Jacobs are saying a groin. That could be that could be worrisome for a running back. And Tyrell Williams, I'm not I'm not really sure what happened there, but I think at some point everybody ends up on the injury report. So I'm not really weighing. Yeah, there's into a that. lot, but yeah. Tyrell Tyrell actually could be a little bit more serious, is what they're saying. Josh Jacobs groin issue, but the hip pointer. What Tyrell Williams? Yeah, that sounds pretty terrible. Actually, it was hip pointer. pointer. Yeah. But who becomes who becomes that number one? Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Oh my! 
Oh, God. But okay. see, Hunter Renfro plays from the slot, and Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes, they're playing the Vikings this week. Do not Mackenzie, Alex- Mackenzie Alexander, too. Yeah, oh. Maybe you don't start anybody in the ratings. Darren Waller. Darren Waller. That's it. Darren Waller's probably oh. the only one. But even then, those linebackers, man, <laughs> that Minnesota linebacking core is just. I mean, the defense is just good. It's a stout yeah. defense. It is, it is the Guinness of defenses. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. Yeah. The Raiders looked awesome in the first couple drafts. 10 oh nothing, God, and then did absolutely nothing for the rest of the game. Neither it was neither bad. Did the Chiefs, well, after the second quarter. Patrick Mahomes is a marvel. We, he's, we could literally, he's ridiculous. We could have a whole episode on how it's, he is absolutely incredible. It's fun to watch. Here's one for you, brother. Michael Gallup. I think he was too busy uh, blowing off interviews uh, for, 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 you know, for the stretching session with the team. Gallop, galloping. Torn oh. meniscus, actually. That is a shame because he was looking really good through two games. He was looking um, getting, awesome. getting a lot more targets. Two to four weeks, they're saying. Devin Smith, former Jet, never amounted to anything. I think he had a bunch of injuries, but I got to watch him. We got to watch him when he was at Ohio State. Ohio State, and that's he, right was a phenomenal deep deep play threat. And I think he had like a 50-yard touchdown in the Cowboys game. Uh, 51 yards, that, that is correct. He had three targets, three catches, 71, 74 yards. And now if, if this was last year in that boring vanilla-like offense, then I, said, then I would say don't even bother trying to get him. But with this Kellen Moore offense, I don't know. Devin Smith may be somebody I would my favorite, look at. My favorite for – I mean, we might get to this later on, but my favorite pick up – from the Cowboys is Randall Cobb. Six targets. Ooh. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb had a good week one. He was somewhat relevant in week two. Um, Couldn't I do be more th- for him. Yeah, I do think Randall Cobb is, has a has a lot left in the tank, um, and I do think that he's going to be a nice, um, you know, wide receiver too for the Cowboys going forward. This is a very interesting situation because we were talking about the Chiefs, but Damian Williams exited with a knee injury and LaShawn McCoy, who did not look that good this game, actually. So we don't know when he actually got hurt, but an ankle injury. Nothing has really come out today to tell us if they're going to play or not, but it could be Darwin Thompson time already in week three, which is crazy because even if one of them is out, you have to pick him up. Absolutely pick him up. And then a distant distant pickup later on, I guess, is Darrell Williams if they're both out because, I mean, obviously the chances of one of them getting hurt increases just by playing the game. So Darwin's a tiny guy. He is a shifty, tiny dude. It's like, can he handle that workload? He's a I'm monster. Interested, he's I'm interested roles. to see what he's going to do. Yeah, I'm interested to see what his role would be. Even whatever – it doesn't matter if he's the number one or the number two. I'm interested to see how they're going to use him because I do think he has a ton of talent. He's a shifty kind of guy. He's like a David Singletary where he's not like overly fast, but he's got – He's got some nice. Juice. He gets in that open field exactly, like the couple plays he did it had in preseason. Yeah. yeah, he looks good too. And watch his college tape if you get a chance, because he has game speed and he's incredibly elusive. I Him and Devin speed. Singletary, if you watch their game tape, oh my goodness, incredible, a lot of fun. And Mark Ingram actually missed a few plays, so keep an eye on that. They're saying he's going to be okay, but if he is forced to miss time, I think it's Gus Gus and Justice Hill time, yeah. perhaps. Both Justice Hill looked. Quite electrifying on that one play. I thought he was going to score, but yeah. I mean, they're not getting opportunities now. But if Mark Ingram's forced them this time, they're going to split carries. Gus Edwards, I mean, Gus Edwards, we saw him get a decent role in that week one. Granted, it was against Miami and they were up quite a bit. However, they do they do try to use Gus Edwards, um, you know, when possible. So I think both of them, him and Hill, will have some relevance. If three, three carries. Let's, uh, whoa. 
Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, almost, fell Yikes. My seat. almost fell off my seat for that one. But they're going to need – they're going to need to bring their A game, A-plus game, because they are playing Kansas City next week. It's going to be a fun high-scoring wow. game, I think. Wow. I mean, Chiefs defense either, yeah. is anything great, but it's definitely going to be the toughest defense that Lamar has faced thus far. But he could still he could still have another good game. That's the thing. And it's like, we're, I, I really want to see how good this guy is. I don't know. I still think I still think I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Well, think about it. Think about it. even his division. He's not playing any tough defenses. None of them are. They're all kind of vanilla defenses. Steelers aren't what they used to be. The, the Bengals, the Steelers, are... or the Browns. The Browns are an yeah. okay defense with some. No, that's a good point, still. actually. Like they don't really. He's not really going to face a ton of. That's of six and zero right there. They could literally go six and zero against everyone in their division. Yeah. I Tyler, what up, Tyler? Cle- yeah, right. Two C. Yeah, hello, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah he he texted he texted me literally like right at he's like what what were you saying after every touchdown Lamar can't throw dude you're, they're playing the XFL Miami Dolphins come on get out of here are you milking the enter bro oh, that is the Baltimore Ravens offense man Lamar Jackson yeah. for, for any of you Premier League or uh, you know soccer fans out there when when a team is this bad they get relegated and they get kicked out. Miami Dolphins may be the first team to get. It's like a guillot- It's like a guillotine <laughs> league for the NFL, basically. <laughs> basically, what it is. Oh, nice place. The- See you. Yeah, exactly. You get trimmed off the bottom. Wow. Maybe the best XFL team will have a chance in a few they years. They do it when- all, all, all across Europe for soccer. And that's a viable product, of course. Let's talk about some of the big time waiver pickups that you should not walk. You should run. You should sprint to get these guys. And I know Kyle, you are very happy with. Raheem Mostert, because that guy is an absolute monster. Yeah, I was going to say, the 49ers offense is a good one. Um, When to start them, I'm not really sure, but it's a case-by-case basis. Raheem Mostert came in clutch for me this week. I had I had to start a flex option. My other ones didn't look as you know enticing. Royce Freeman, for example. Um, so I went Raheem Mostert, and it paid it off with a touchdown. Good. Yeah, all looked good. It looked terrible. Yeah. They all – I mean, Debo – think about it. Debo Samuel is the one that interests me because – I think he's great. the number one. Number however, one. however, I'm going to add that. However, I think the same theory that applies to the running backs in San Francisco is going to apply to the wide receivers. Because where is Dante Pettis? Is he in another planet? I, I don't, I don't know where he is. But and he played. Uh, my two biggest ones are actually Raheem Mostert and their Debo Samuel. So both I, 49ers. I think Debo Samuel is the guy that I'm definitely trying to target. They're playing the Steelers next week. Another bad defense. Who throws to him? What about the quarterback available in most leagues right now, uh, Jimmy GQ Garoppolo? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, for those of you – yeah. For a Big Ben owner, I guess, or a Drew yeah, Brees owner. Brees. There you go. I guess Jimmy G could be a good fill, and they're playing, they're playing the Browns the week after. So. And my boy Matt Breida looked phenomenal, except he got vultured two touchdowns from Jeff Wilson, who also looks good too. They, they should be happy. It's a great problem to have, honestly. It's a great problem from a – professional football perspective it's a terrible From fantasy it's, oh, it's, terrible. <laughs> it's it's the worst actually it's it's the worst it's not ideal it's definitely not ideal and they all got a good share of carries as well like breda got 12 moster got 13 wilson got 10 so but they played the Bengals, who are another terrible team Ooh, here's somebody to pick up if he's available <laughs> scary terry mclaurin i think he's all available in about 50% of leagues, mind you, 
these statistics can change from league to league, but I mean, he looks phenomenal. That's two great games. He's played almost every snap. He's getting the targets. He's putting up the numbers. Casey Keenum seems to only be throwing to him. He had nine targets, five catches, 62 yards and a touchdown. Well, who else is there? (laughs) To be fair. Exactly. There's really no one else. Paul Richardson, uh, Trey Quinn, I believe also had seven targets, but Richardson had a touchdown too. He so. only had like four catches. Yeah, but I think that's all Richardson had. I know, but six <laughs> points are six points. But McLaurin and and the and the skins are going to be down most games anyway, so they're going to be throwing the ball and insert Terry McLaurin. Yeah, there's no running game going to be going on in Washington this year. So Not Chris really. Thompson, your Chris Thompsons of the world, uh, your Terry McLaurins, your Vernon Davis, they're going to get their fill in some capacity. Um, it's just going to be on a week to week basis. You have to figure that one out. You know, it's, there's going to be no consistency there. He was number two in targets, Chris Thompson, with eight the yeah. other day. Love it. He had a pretty solid game, too. Another electrifying small wide receiver from the Buffalo Bills, John Brown. Mm. Another eight targets, seven catches, 72-yard game. No touchdowns in this one, but he's, he's looking to him. He's very impromptu, Josh Allen. And he made a couple great throws on the run, too. He's looking a lot better than he did last year, that's for sure. Josh Allen, and he loves – we said it last week. He loves throwing to the tiny guys. Cole Beasley, too, man. He is throwing to these guys, and they're getting open. That's the crazy thing. I remember the one play he threw to Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley was sta- – there was nobody within, like, 10 yards of him, and he was just standing yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, again, he was playing the Giants. <laughs> Another dreadful defense. <laughs> no, oh, more dreadful defense. <laughs> no, more, more dreadful, yes. Than the Jets, you know yeah, Absolutely. Do you know how bad it really was, though? Because watching the game, when Josh Allen would throw the ball and the receiver wasn't in the frame, the camera panned to where the receiver was when he was going to catch the football. And guess what? There were no Giants ever around. No, no, no. So there was just a Buffalo Bill catching a football and running. It was like when Forrest Gump was running away from the truck that, that caught him toward the end. It was like, what, what's going on here? Yeah, right? What, what, that was weird. That, that's still, where that, are the Giants defenders? That scene's still question. They aren't on the field ever. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> they, they aren't there. Must have been a truck. Yeah. <laughs> nor, are there, nor are there wide receivers. Can we, can we just quickly touch up on that? Was like the oddest wide receiving core I've ever very, seen. Very, very quickly touch up on that. Ever. That's it. That's once Cody thing. Latimer, once Cody Latimer went down with the concussion, I had absolutely no idea who was playing wide receiver. Not, I couldn't name one of them. Nope. Cody Core, when he caught the ball, I'm like. Wait, this is my team. I don't know who, who that is. Who are you, right? Cody Core played for that? the Bengals. He played for the Bengals last year. I remember him. Who is that? He played. Yeah, I don't know. He played Benny for the Bengals. Fowler. Yeah, Benny Fowler. CJ Jones. Are they pickup? Yeah, but Benny if, Fowler saw ten targets. Yikes! I mean, they're going to have to throw the ball. Whether it's Eli, who come on, let's see. Saquon is a monster, though. Let's be non-committal. Honest. They're non-committal on Eli. Yeah, this comes. Come Here it comes. You're getting fired, Pat Shermer. Gettleman, you should get fired too. It's he's. I think he should just turn into a player coach. Pat <laughs> Shermer has never been a good head coach. He's gotten yeah. his opportunity, and he's still not a good head coach. Well, I mean, when you hand him a team, you know, when he with, with the Giants right now, it's kind of it's just unfortunate. That's what it is, and I just can't wait for Golden it's, Tate to come it's back. It's not even unfortunate. It's not unfortunate. It's defunct. Golden Tate defunct. They're defunct. They <laughs> they yeah, whatever, are whatever guys. That's what defunct is, and I never want to be defunct ever. Just circle on your calendars now, week nine, because it's going to be the 0-8 Giants against the 0-8 Jets. Jets. <laughs> Sammy, wow. Sammy Darnold with his yeah. mono. Sammy mono. Oh, my God. Oh. I can't. I, I just I, – I don't even want to talk about it. Let's just uh, – You hear about kids about doing that in like, right? in, like, middle school or high school. Nobody's picking up, you know. <laughs> We're just Darnold. picking up mono. He's just picking up mono. That's what he is. 
Get it? Oh, oh boy. Man. Oh, man. Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers, Nicole Hardman and Jamarcus Robinson. Hmm. They looked pretty good. This is – Yeah, that they did. offense is just what, – What happened to Sammy Watkins in this game, huh? What exactly. happened? Exactly. What happened to Sammy Watkins? This is he what I was saying. in the I stink category. This is what I was saying about this Kansas City offense. It's just literally just going to be the hot hand. Whoever Pat, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw the furthest to or is going to get open, they're gonna, it's going to be between McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, and Sammy Watkins. Unless your name is Travis Kelsey. Well, Kelsey's just great. But exactly. yeah, he's, he's not even in the conversation. I'm saying the wide receiver core. How many, how, many, how, many, how many targets do you think that Sammy Watkins had? Just, just give a guess if you're not looking. Two? Four. He had 13 targets. Did he really? Yes. So that <laughs> right there. 14, I meant. 13 <laughs> targets. He only had six catches for 49. Demarcus Robinson is going to be probably the number one pickup this week. I can guarantee you everybody's going to overbid or him. McCall, or McCall Hardman. And both of them are honestly deserving of it. I feel like Hardman, a lot of people own. I think Hardman right now is it's, – it's low. His percentage, Demarcus Robinson, is 4% owned. That's, well, that's what, it's going to well, skyrocket. It's going to well, the hype. The hype for Demarcus Robinson was completely there when the Tyreek Hill situation was going on. So people were already saying Demarcus Robinson's going to fill that role. He just doesn't have an, you know, a spot on the offense just yet. And look what's know. happening. Now and he's worth the pickup. I mean, I can tell you this week, his fab is going to be probably half of people's budget. Maybe more. I do. I think it's going to be hurting. a wee bit aggressive there. It's I'm not in Kansas one league. City. Yes. It's the Kansas City offense. People I'll are willing to spend aggressive. big money on the Kansas City offense. When Patrick Mahomes throws for 443 yeah. yards and four touchdowns, yeah, I'm going to want a piece of that. So, <laughs> yep. What does it tell you, though, that maybe we should have picked Patrick Mahomes in the second round? <laughs> uh, I'm starting to have some regrets about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. This late-round late quarterback thing is really starting to bite me. Uh, <laughs> the amazing thing about it, though, is that it, it was all like most of this was done in the second quarter. <laughs> 28 points in the second quarter. That's what and, he does, man. He and then does. nothing goes. He's he has these quarters where he throws three touchdowns. I mean, but Demarcus Robinson, though, how funny would that be if, like, next week we just we see Sammy Watkins do it and we don't we don't see anything from Demarcus Robinson? I mean, it's well, Hardman had a seventy-five yard touchdown callback from a very controversial penalty as well. So let's not forget that. Yes, that is also that dude has wheels. It, it is going to be a week three thing, all right. So you're you're basically throwing a dart, whichever guy you have any week you play him. Exactly. Let's, let's be honest. Except Travis Kelsey, who's except for Travis Kelsey. To the tight end position, ooh, Will Disley Dis from the Seattle Seahawks. Two touchdowns? Russell's looking his way, man. Disley, Disley. Will Russell was looking his way last year before he got hurt, too. He was. First few weeks of the season, he, you know, he was a nice favorite of Russell's, and then he, I think he tore his ACL um, or something of that nature. And, again, what do you have, two touchdowns this week, yeah. right? Two five touchdowns? targets, five catches. Yep. 50 yards. Two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he's – and Russell's never been a huge tight end guy, but for some reason, they kind of get along. Clearly, because Jimmy Graham yeah. did absolutely nothing. When nothing. <laughs> they traded for him. Kind of destroyed his career after that. But uh, uh, Tyler Lockett, 12 targets. But Will Disley, five. So that's third highest. DK Metcalf, another pretty decent game. Another touchdown for Metcalf. Another, yep. But only three catches. Will Disley, tight ends. Tight ends are very, very hard to come by. So sporadic. They're the only one else. I the only other one I'll offer out there because not that they use the tight end um, is that Tyler Higby is now down. So there is opportunity for Gerald Everett. Everett, yeah. He has never really done much in that offense. I don't love him. However, mm -hmm. um, I'd rather pick, pick somebody like Jeff Swaim up. To be honest, 
but I, I, it's an opportunity there for Everett now to be that, you know, fourth option or fifth option really in that uh, Rams offense. It's funny, funny you say that fourth option. He probably will be the fourth option because Todd Gurley wasn't used in the passing game I know. at all. That's why I kind of said it. I was afraid to say it. My boy Gardner the Minshew with a sweet mustache and his own very unique style of pre-game workouts. Apparently. What a what a great story that was. I'm. <laughs> it is stretching. I mean, that's a great way to start the game. Yeah, he is. Um, he's definitely a bold player, and I think he showed it. And they should have won that game. Why would you give the ball? To Leonard Fournette at the end there. Come on. That, oh, my goodness. That, I watched that. They should have won that game. I mean, the Texans are a, they're a tough team to watch as well right now. That offensive line, Deshaun, is, he's getting beat. He's getting beat up. Laramie Tunsil went down. Week to week, too, because they looked uh, so good week one. Week two looked absolutely atrocious. The Jalen Ramsey-less soon-to-be soon to be. Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> have two wide receivers that – are getting a lot of targets. Chris Connolly and my boy who scored another touchdown DJ. It's like, when is that? It's like, when is that ever going to get old? Is that it's never going to get old? I don't think it is. It's, it's never going to get old, but it's, I feel like it's just going to, I don't know, maybe get annoying when everyone does, you know, I'm, I'm not saying for us, but Chris you're Connolly, you're very wrong. Every, All everyone listeners gets, have submitted, have submitted their requests to hear that at least once every episode. <laughs> and we fulfilled it. You're welcome. Gardner Minshew, Chris Connolly, DJ Shark are his favorite targets. DJ Shark had nine. Chris Connolly had five, which was tied with – so D.D. Westbrook had five targets as well. He only had one catch for three yards. You could put him right in the Dante Moncrief van and drive it off the cliff. <laughs> that's, that's kind of odd, but there's not really many other guys he's throwing to. Uh, G.F. Swaim, you know, O'Shaq Hennessy, is, <laughs> uh, you know. Great name. Leonard Fournette actually had four catches too. He did. Yards. He did. Yeah, that was but, a surprise. I saw that. And it's and it's funny that everything I'm reading, they're like, oh, you know, well, don't don't run to get this guy. Let's let's hold off on Chris Connolly. He's not a viable option. He's had very he's had two solid weeks with a run first offense with Leonard Fournette. Like I had 15 carries for 47 yards. I don't see them being a run first offense because they're going to be losing. So Gardner's going to have to throw the ball. I think that Chris Connolly is a Definitely a flex play in like a 14 team. And I think I actually started him in a 14 team this week. Well, I had to. I mean, I, I'm riddled with injuries already. What was another um, interesting sitch was how good Carlos Hyde looked too. Did, did you guys see that? Like he actually looked pretty good. I mean, 20 carries. That means he's getting the ball. 90 yards. But he, he passed the eye test. He actually looked like an NFL running back. Well, there was a point in his career where he, has, he was an actual decent running back. Um, and I said, I said that it was an, that the opportunity for him in Houston was going to be there. You know, Duke Johnson is not a 20 carry kind of guy. He was never going to be, nope. um, but Carlos Hyde through the first two weeks has actually had a pretty, a pretty nice few games. I mean, I wasn't expecting him to get the opportunity he has granted that Houston Jacksonville game was not great. Uh, offensively and just in general was not a good game. I really thought Houston was going to trounce them and winning by one point is really not uh, wonderful. However, trying to run out the clock though, they used Carlos Hyde quite a bit. 83 the first game, 90 the second. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Duke Johnson had no catches either. Six carries, 31 yards. Very good yards per carry, but I agree with you on that. He's owned in like 71% of leagues right now as well, Carlos Hyde. So chances are he might be off your waiver. If not, I'd take a stab at him. 
this is just another um, random fact. I'm not sure if you guys saw this yesterday, but I, I thought it was worth mentioning before we closed out the show because I'm still steaming like Willie Beeman when I watched it. It was the most incredible thing ever. I saw the Pats D and Kenny G score touchdowns at the exact same time. Jamie Collins picked it off. Matt Stafford, 40 yards in the air, incredible catch, Hotel Motel Galladay in. It, it, they literally happened at the exact same time. It was Kenny amazing. G and the Pats D, touchdowns. Did you guys see it? Pat's, Pat's defense, I think. Got a I saw my game. loss. I saw my loss this week just thanks to the Pat's defense scoring 39 points in my league. So that one I saw. That was great. They destroyed it. We don't that talk wasn't about even defense, a fair game. That was terrible. I think oh. the I think the moral of the entire story is that you should stream whatever team is playing the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. <laughs> yep. Like like that is your DFS team. That is your DFS defense. Probably Every they're going to be the number one defense, though. Exactly. So hopefully some of this information you found valuable. Send us any questions you have about matchups, start, sit, who to pick up, anything. You can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We're on most podcast platforms, including iTunes and now iHeartRadio. This is the Fantasy Fam, signing off. Mm-hmm.